Welcome to the Confident Speaker Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly D. Parker, speaker, consultant, and self-proclaimed introvert who stumbled upon the cheat code to captivate audiences and command any room. Each week on this show, I'll share tips and tools to inspire you to communicate with power, charisma, and awaken your most confident self. Let's get started. Today's episode is brought to you by my Fierce and Fearless Speaking Academy. This is my high-level coaching intensive that teaches entrepreneurs and professionals how to conquer their fear of public speaking. You will learn how to present with confidence, captivate audiences, and command any room. If you're ready to learn the nuts and bolts of delivering an unforgettable keynote, workshop, or even virtual talk, contact me today at info at kellydparker.com. Hey there, this is episode 25 of the Confident Speaker Podcast. Thanks so much for spending some time with me today. We are already at a quarter of 100 episodes, so we are going strong. But here's the thing, here's the thing. Here's what I want to talk about today. I don't know about you, but I'm sick and tired of the Zoom meetings. Like, I'm sick of it. Like, everything, all day, every day, is somebody's Zoom meeting. And I think I'm starting to experience a little bit of what they call Zoom fatigue, right? Like, I'm just sick of it. Just log on and it's the same drill over and over sitting in front of the computer listening and all of the things so today i want to talk about how to engage an audience on whether it be zoom or whatever platform that you're using virtually when the honest truth is we're all probably a little bit tired of it How do we engage an audience that we know is probably not totally engaged from the beginning? I think we can still do it if we are strategic and keep a few things in mind. You know, as of this recording, we're still in the middle of a a pandemic and it's been kind of months and months of, you know, all this virtual interaction. And perhaps there was a little bit of novelty at first, um, even though I never really was a big fan of it, I think all the novelty has worn off <laughs> at this point. And so we kind of need to reimagine probably at this point and rethink kind of how we're approaching some things as it relates to Zoom and just virtual communication. So I want to get into five different areas that I think you and I can think about as we're attempting to engage our virtual audiences, particularly on Zoom and the like. So let's get into it. We are in this environment where we're kind of sick of the status quo. And here we are again on another Zoom meeting. What can we do to really engage folks? Number one, I would recommend finding the unexpected. Especially for those of you that host or speak at some type of recurring meeting. Maybe you're a teacher or you have an event that you need to do over and over again. And there's kind of like a schedule set so people are kind of expecting things to unfold in a certain way I would think about switching it up somehow so what does that look like could it be 
you know what normally we have this order of events and it goes one two three four five but for today I'm going to do it in a different order I'm going to start with the thing that we normally do third and then I'm going to switch it up and um, you know do the the thing that we do fourth I'm going to do that next Um, and so it creates a little bit of oh I wasn't expecting that like oh this is a little bit different oh this isn't business as usual I wasn't expecting that and so that creates a little bit more um, engagement um, enjoyment perhaps than you know here we go again with the same old same old right I think um, something that I've been implementing and it sounds like it's not really that big of a deal it's not but it's just the idea of being unexpected so I have been just starting off you know my talks with hop in the chat and tell me how you're doing from a one to a ten so one meaning well, 10 meaning I'm having, you know, the greatest experience ever in my life. I, I've never been better. And one being I have a pulse. Okay. I'm alive. I'm breathing. Um, and uh, I got that from, from Stan Pearson, actually. Shout out to Stan Pearson. He was on um, one of our episodes a few weeks ago about the introverts got to small talk. Um, but... I have just found the idea of building rapport can be unexpected because I have seen lots of folks just kind of dive into their information and it is that that vibe of here we go again. Oh boy, here we go. So sometimes just taking that step back to ask people, you know what, how are you doing? And to hold space for people to kind of put out there like I'm just okay or I'm not okay. You know what I mean? I think it... Um, it kind of warms up the virtual room, so to speak, and um, it is a little bit unexpected. Sometimes folks are expecting you to just dive right into the content. And I would say um, something else I've seen Stan do is um, take it a step further. Like, OK, OK, guys, what is your favorite breakfast cereal? Let me know in the comments. Let me know in the chat. Right. And so it's kind of breaking the ice. Right. And it's kind of just setting the tone for what's to come next in a way that people might not expect. Um, Something that I heard Stan say once is if it works on you, it can work for you. Meaning I would also observe what you see other people doing that you think worked, you know, you liked it. It worked uh, on you. Maybe you can implement that in some type of way that can work for you. So I would just start to observe what other people kind of are doing and then trying it out yourself. And when you begin to do that, it becomes unexpected. Um, I would also say, perhaps you're, if you're hosting an event and kind of organizing some sort of virtual meeting or talk or whatever, is there a way that you can switch up something else about it? Can you host it at a different time? Can you bring in a special guest? Like when you think about the whole of this kind of you know, virtual experience, what other elements can you bring in that folks might not be expecting? And that can be a strategy around shaking off some of this Zoom fatigue, right? Welcoming in the unexpected. Number two, how can we kind of neutralize and minimize Zoom fatigue is offering incentives, So this might look like a giveaway, right? For those of you that stay to the end, I have a copy of my book that I want to ship to you, uh, or it could be 
um, incentivizing people to pay attention and to kind of intake the information. It could be, you know, kind of throwing questions out there, you know, like I was talking about, you know, whatever your points were, it kind of quizzing them and those that can provide an answer, perhaps they're going to be incentivized some kind of way. So it's kind of um, gamifying the experience and just providing an additional element going back to being unexpected that perhaps people were not expecting is something new is something different um, and just switches it up just a little bit so we've got incentives that you can um, introduce also thinking about how can we be unexpected how can we be new and different number three and this is an interesting one how can we create more and different interaction, right? So one of the things that we want to think about is a lot of times we are just speaking, you know, to a screen and speaking to our our audience. How can we create interaction, more interaction between us as a speaker and those that are that are listening and also interaction between all of our listeners? With that said, I think the the additional layer that we have to think about is that everyone does not interact the same way. Everyone does not desire to interact the same way. And so it's the idea of thinking about offering different options for folks to interact with and understand that everybody is not going to like everything. For instance, what I have seen become more and more popular, um, especially in terms of, of Zoom and some other platforms also, is the idea of the breakout room where you're going to start with the large audience and then you're going to break out. Maybe you're going to break out people into partners or maybe, the you know, small groups, maybe groups of three. Now, let me tell you, let me tell you the truth on today. Can I tell you the truth on, on today? I can't stand that. I don't want to be in a breakout room as an introvert. That is like not my first choice. That said, I've had a lot of situations where I haven't necessarily wanted to be in the breakout room, but I found value in the breakout room and it's been uh, a fruitful experience yet in my heart. I don't want to be in a breakout room, right? So just knowing that's an option, it's actually a good option, but everybody really is not going to love that, right? So we have to know that as well. So maybe what are some other options that we can bring in in terms of more passive interaction? Because the other idea of it is a lot of times we're in a plethora of Zoom meetings. So maybe first thing in the morning, I'm more fresh and I'm more on board with the breakout room, but maybe Friday afternoon I'm Zoomed out and... I don't necessarily want to engage in that manner, if that makes sense. And so what are some other ways that we can um, still provide some level of interaction, but it welcomes in an atmosphere for those that might not be as on board with the uh, the breakout room and things of that nature. Um, you can think about polls, actually. Uh, Zoom has polls. So definitely look into that as something that you can consider. Um, there's also... Um, 
a service called Mentimeter and the website is called menti.com, M-E-N-T-I.com. And it's a way uh, for you to poll in real time and for your presentation to be very interactive, right? So people can participate without actually having to, you know, have camera on and be speaking up and things of that nature. So these are just some ideas for you to really kind of diversify the, the level of interaction that that you're having and just think of the different options and choices that are out there. Because I would say we don't want to rely on just one thing, knowing that folks are tired of Zoom out here and everybody doesn't want to interact in the same way. And so what are we offering for all of the different types of folks um, to be invited to interact um, in different ways, right? So yeah, I do think interaction is key you know and sometimes it doesn't have to be fancy you know me I don't I like to keep it simple it could just be engaging that chat more in a way that you you haven't in the past and throwing out more questions or it could be I've seen a lot of people do um just asking folks to type in the points after they say them you know what I mean like if I was doing what I'm talking about now as a Zoom meeting and I was saying, you know, um, implement the unexpected and saying, you know, somebody put put the word unexpected in the chat, you know. So just providing both active and passive ways for people to interact and thinking that through. Right. So to beat Zoom fatigue, we can think about interaction and making sure you're thinking about it on different levels because folks are at different places um, ways that we can provide incentives for people how can we be unexpected in our approach number four how can we be dynamic how can we be dynamic so this goes it's kind of like a partner to being unexpected but the word dynamic it literally means constant change it means activity and progress so when it comes to Zoom, when it comes to virtual communication, and we've kind of said this in the past, but you don't just want to be one note, right? Where it's maybe it's just my voice and I'm just going to keep talking and talking and talking. So let's let's break this down. I want to be dynamic with my voice. And this goes for on Zoom or in real life or however you're you're working. You want to be dynamic with the way that you use your voice. Uh, you want to have kind of uh, highs and lows. You want to have um, pauses that you're taking. You want to have ways that even in the way you're speaking and the way that you're using your voice. Um, and this is a skill that, uh, you know, we teach our clients to master um, within our coaching programs. But think about how you're using your voice and how you can switch it up and how it can be dynamic where it is um not one note, but it's, it's changing. Whenever there's change and contrast, it's more interesting. So that's one level of being dynamic. But the other level I think is, you know, what are the different elements and components that you can perhaps start to utilize, right? So of course I'm going to use my voice, right? You may or may not have slides. And as an aside, the slides can be a way that you introduce something new, different, or unexpected, right? In the way that they look, 
in the way that you presented the information? Is there a way that you can switch it up in a way that folks are not expecting? That is an additional layer. It becomes dynamic, right? It becomes, you know, different aspects that, um, you know, indicate change and movement and kind of excitement, right? Could it be, you know, we're in a virtual kind of digital environment. How can we utilize that to our benefit? Are there video clips? Is there music that you want to include? You know, what what could you do to take it to the next level? Like, are you going to, could you interview people or maybe have them send you a little clip of a video on their phone and then you're going to integrate that into the presentation, you know, um, especially if you're presenting to people that you know or you can get in contact with them. Like, what would it look like? What would it look like for you to ask everybody to send you a word I'm making this up what does Christmas mean to you I'm I'm making things up whatever it could be but my point is maybe you could compile that into something and actually now you're including them into the presentation some kind of way or you know what does that look like what does it look like to like level up and think outside of the box in terms of all the pieces parts that we're going to include to make this not just a flat dry you know run-of-the-mill presentation but a little bit more dynamic right Alrighty, so we want to be dynamic. We want to interact in different ways uh, to cater to different types of, you know, personalities and preferences. We want to offer incentives if we can, and we want to be unexpected. Number four, timing, 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 timing. So here's the deal. And I bet you have discovered this just as well as I have. Going to an all day conference in person. And going to an all-day conference, child, I'm talking about 9 in the morning to 4.30 p.m. down to Zoom or in front of a computer are two different things, right? Sometimes it is the sheer time commitment with no break, no nothing, or a little bit, you know, a little break where still the, the event goes on and on and on all in one fell swoop can really lead to a lot of zoom fatigue or a lot of uh, of dread right and it it can be very difficult to truly keep the audience engaged and so I think we need to begin to think about how can we begin to break up the long spurts and present information in shorter spurts so that people can really stay locked in. Um, I had the opportunity to attend actually the the first digital sales conference. It was called um, Six Days of Sales a couple of weeks ago. Um, Shout out to Felicia Kelly and her company, Cyrus & Co., who hosted it. And one of the things that I loved about the event was it was an hour and a half for six days. So I enjoyed the fact that we weren't, you know, in front of the computer all day, right? Because we know how draining that can be. But for consecutive days, we were getting in, you know, one subject and getting some good information on that one subject. And then that was it. And then we're coming back the next day. So the idea of condensing the time, I think, was a really smart strategy. Another experience that I had was um, this was a podcasters conference type deal. 
um, and it went over the course of a couple of days. But the way that they had it set up was you just kind of pick the, for lack of a better term, the breakout sessions that you want to go to. So there might be one at 10 o'clock. There might be another one at two. And then tomorrow there might be another one at three that you, you know, you personally choose your schedule so that you're, um, you're having breaks within there, right? So from a timing perspective, thinking through how can we give people breaks and time to recover? The other thing that I enjoyed about that conference was the, the length of the actual sessions themselves was condensed. So every speaker had, I believe, 30 minutes. And in actuality, it was more like 20 minutes because they took questions at the end for 10 so you know how you assume, you know, I'll show up to the meeting like a couple minutes late because they're probably going to spend the next, you know, the first few minutes getting settled and not really starting. You know, it's the idea. It's not really going to start on time. What they did in within that kind of conference was they absolutely started on time which going back to being unexpected, I didn't expect that. It was a pleasant surprise. They absolutely started on time and they packed that 20 minutes full of value, right? Full of the most important information. There's no fluff and that's it, right? So it helps to minimize that feeling of fatigue and that feeling of, oh, good Lord, we are droning on and on and on. Somebody deliver me, right? (laughs) It's just by condensing and focusing on, Um, delivering value in a condensed way and in a way where people can have breaks to recuperate. So thinking about timing, right? Shorter spurts of time commitment, condensing um, information and really challenging ourselves to hone in on what is really the most important information that we want to share and how can we do that faster. So timing, being dynamic, including more interaction or different types of interaction, including incentives and being unexpected. So what's number five? What is the fifth way that we can minimize, deal with, beat Zoom fatigue? Bring the energy. Bring the energy. If you've been listening to me, if you're a friend of the podcast, you know that this is certainly not my first time saying this, but I think it is so important. So if I'm on Zoom and I know that I am speaking to a group of people that are probably sick of it, sick of it all. I cannot get up there and act like I'm sick of it all too. I cannot, I don't have the luxury, right? To get up there and act like, oh, I'm so tired too. Even if I am, I got to bring the energy. I have to be the energy in the room that I want to see at all times. And if you can't do that, don't bother with the rest. My daughters and I love to watch Cupcake Wars on Hulu. That's like one of our things. And uh, if you've never seen it, it's this baking competition and you have a certain amount of time where you have to complete different challenges and bake cupcakes, obviously. So... During one of the challenges, one of the teams, they totally, they had some mistakes were made. Let's just put it that way. So by the time it was almost time to present their, you know, what they had made with their cupcakes, they, they had no cupcakes. 
all they had was frosting. And so what their idea was and what they ended up doing was they just filled the little cupcake tin, the cupcake liner paper thing. They just filled it full of frosting. So it looked like a cupcake. It looked like you you would bite into the, you know, get past the frosting and bite into actual cake. But there was no cake. It was just a little liner and a whole bunch of frosting. So. All I want you to know is you can have the the poles, you can have the games, you can have the bells, you can have the whistles. But if you're not going to bring any energy, it's not going to work. Okay. so when people are tired, you can't get in front of them tired. You have to get in front of them energized. You have to get in front of them like this is about to be a really, really exciting moment. Right. So you have to be able to find that within yourself, within your your mental faculty um, and let that come out in in your body language and in the way that you're speaking. You got to bring some energy to the situation because that um, really is the bottom line about what's going to energize folks. You've heard me say in the past, one of the top things that folks look for in terms of how to be uh, engaged virtually is a passionate, engaged speaker. And so that's what you got to be. So don't don't take your eye off the prize. Truly, the bottom line is you being the one to bring the energy. Now, I know I said I was going to give five things, but I'm going to give you a bonus because I think this is is super important. Really, truly, in addition to bringing energy, the bottom line, the bottom, 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 bottom line of how to engage people virtually And how are we still going to do it when folks are tired of it is how we've been doing it all along. We are going to add value. We are going to focus on content that is interesting and relevant. Right. And really all the more. So I want to challenge you to um, begin to funnel and strain and scrutinize what you plan on sharing And only including that which is most relevant, that which people most care about the most, that which solves their problem or need the most. That's what engages folks, right? So going back to what I was saying before, don't get so caught up in all the bells and whistles that we forget what folks really want is information that's meaningful And please, for goodness sake, present it in an engaged, passionate manner. That's the bottom line. Okay, that's the cake. The rest of this is frosting. Right. So be unexpected. Incentivize. Include all sorts of interaction. Be dynamic. Rethink your timing. Bring the energy. And finally, at value. And I believe if you begin to integrate these and think through uh, some of these facets that we've talked about today, you will find your Zoom engagement to increase exponentially. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Confident Speaker Podcast. If you found this content valuable, make sure you subscribe and leave a review to help others join the Confident Speaker family. Thanks again and see you next time.